Welcome to Euphoria. This is season eight, episode six. There's a fly on the set. We've got the special guest today. I'm your host, Daniel Dracos. Joining me tonight is my duo partner and the guy who I regularly int in all video games, but most recently Risk of Rain, Halo, Valorant, League of Legends. Um, it's Mark Lamont. That's right. You know it, baby. Running it down just for you. Our special guest for this episode is someone else, but who has been inted by Mark Lamont many times and is one half of the only LPL bot lane in the LEC. It's none other than Upset, I guess. Hi. Welcome, Upset. <laughs> Strong. Um... You guys have a lot of history together. Before we talk about Tark, geez, wow, it's gonna be a, it's, it's gonna, gonna be, be a, a long it's process. gonna be a I knew day. This. It's gonna be a day. <laughs> this is our Monday, for the record, for most of us. Um, it's Tuesday, and it is a Tuesday. Yes, when again. we when we scrim on Monday, they are always into we call. I I phrase the term sloppy Joe Mondays. <laughs> So when we're late on Monday, we start inting the first game, like everyone's just not even awake. Sloppy Joe Monday. This is where we end. This is our sloppy Joe Mondays. <laughs> oh, oh my God. Sloppy Joe Mondays is a gift. Um, what is your guys actually like actual gaming history together? Like how far back does it go? How 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 close? We have a th- we've actually just invited all of your former teammates. I realize more and more our guest strategy is just invite people who can say nice things about Kadrol. But I don't like, know if he's gonna say nice. Yeah, things like what if, what have you got for me? What was what was the playing with Kadrol as, as a pro gamer experience like? I mean, I think he's a really nice guy. Oh, that's the classic! <laughs> there it is. Cut there it. it is. Cut it. Oh. Twitter done. But uh, I mean, he was not so boosted, but it was kind of serious. I. Yeah. Did think I play mid a bit better than him, but <laughs> sorry, what? <laughs> but that's not so important. Um, we promoted to LC, uh, LEC. Yeah, we promoted Chalkers so they can make some money now selling the spot. <laughs> yep, we um, made them. <laughs> we made them. Kato sadly left the team. Let's say after we promoted. <laughs> <He> kicked me. <laughs> but, no, no, we, we and then he rolled swapped after the miser. So yeah, that's the trajectory. But after this, your career went great, right? You made like play. But, <laughs> um, yeah but you're a great cast my favorite memory is with playing with Kadre he was playing cocky and he was super fat yeah. and my top laner was yelling at him auto attack auto attack <laughs> and I started joining in like dude just auto <laughs> and both of us just in the same game just telling him to auto that was fun I don't remember that I don't remember that I have, a lot, of, I have yeah. a lot of random memories I think Schalke the team that team that we had was Smithy Memento me upset and, and Norsker and Torre now that was one of the funniest teams I think yes, I've ever been on. For sure. We had so uh, much fun. There was times where we would we accidentally locked ourselves out of apartments and we had to build with with literally boxes up to a oh, second floor no. apartment and oh, upset, that was great, upset literally climbed up our budget ladder of boxes with <laughs> Smitty like helping him. And then he had to crawl through our own window and break in on the middle of a highway. Everyone just looking at us with their car. Like 2 a.m. we came home from <laughs> playing solo queue at the arena and stuff. Yeah. It was it was an eventful team. That I, I'm glad you're alive. That's like one of those. There's so many esports stories where I like look back and I'm like, how did you survive? I'm glad no one night? called the police or something because it literally looked like we had like five guys just yeah. But honestly, 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 Schalke t-shirts. You just look like football hooligans. Oh my god! I would normally say like, oh well, you guys probably have some proof that you live there, but of course you're esports players, so the no problem, had you, a key. you, had, the you had a wallet yeah. and a phone and probably nothing else on your person. Yeah, and then we went to um, we went from uh, Gelsenkirchen, which is in the far far west of Berlin, uh, far far yeah west of Germany, and then we had to take a train for like eight hours to come play, and we took a train 
the studio to play one best of five, went back, came back, went back, came back like three times. I think we played, I don't know, we went to five games quite a few times. So we played like yeah, we played 18. playoffs two times, I think. Yeah, we played against Red Bull. We had a team with like Kasing. Oh yeah, the Kasing mm. team. I remember that. Yeah, and Giants, Mysterious Giants, Monkeys, Mysterious and Monkeys, and IP. We played four yeah. best of fives in like two weeks. Yeah, we played like twenty games, and regular season was like ten games, I think. So I mean, regular season is still eighteen games now. That's like, ugh. yeah, it was pretty rough. It was fun though. Um, it was. I think Challenger Series back great. then was pretty like st not stacked, but it was a lot of good players in the Challenger Series. I, back I actually then. miss Challenger Series a lot because the the teams were built to actually win instead mm -hmm. of developing talent and both is important but i feel like in this environment when something is really on the line people pay much more attention to really get like good players and try to yeah. make it to lec and if you think about it the the challenger series from a brand's perspective was pretty stacked you had psg in the net league you had schalke For you sure. had red bull giants and i think there was a lot of like big big organization names in challenger series trying to push their way into the uh, into the lcs yeah and i think obviously you get a taste of that kind of when we get to eu masters but obviously it's very different when talent is so so very spread out right there's always going to be one or two teams in every one of the regional leagues and in the lfl is obviously pretty stacked but at the end of the day like it's still like k corp that's monstering that league mm. right and so yeah. you're not going to get to see the k corp versus another team that's going to be competitive with them and they'll someone from the lfl steps up until we get to eu masters and that was that was the nice thing about challenger that said <clears throat> And to be fair, if you're good at EO Masters, usually you also get into LEC now. Yeah, true. But before, like, it was like you, you make your own team and you it was go through Challenger Series into LCS. Yeah. It's like the... That was the good old days. Where yeah, you could was... just literally make a team, play the open qualifiers, qualify Challenger Series as five players, and then go straight to the LCS if you're good enough, which is like... That's that's a different way of getting into the LCS than that, just being yeah. picked up, which is like a self-fulfilling <clears throat> achievement way, you know? It's like, yeah. damn, I, I did it. No, this was it's still one of my favorite memories for sure. Like, actually promoting to LEC with my team. Knowing that my whole team will be gone and I make a good team. <laughs> <laughs> just kicked us all. <laughs> Everyone was kicked apart from upset. <laughs> no, I'm joking. But I, I look back I look <laughs> forward to that moment where I just got to throw you off a cliff. <laughs> I mean, I can see it. Like, look, I'll, I think that is something that's hard to replicate, especially without um, relegation. And I definitely, I understand like the franchise model and I appreciate it. And I think we've got, you know, we're fortunate to have a lot of good partners in the league. But I do miss bottom games meaning something. You know what I mean? Because like when ninth plays tenth at the end of summer, we're like, here we are <laughs> in the draft, wondering who's going to pick Shakeobot. You know what I mean? Like that's like that's our question. Like, are they actually going to take the game seriously? You're, you want to have like, like a relegation? Not like, yeah, yeah. Like the the pressure, the fact that it means something to both get out at the top and get in at the highest seat, but also the fear of, of falling falling too far down. The fact that there are stakes on both ends of, mm -hmm. of the um, of the standings is cool, and that is definitely kind of the loss of of relegation, but. You know, we get a new team next year. Schalke football team struggled, and now Schalke esports team gone. So <clears> we'll see um, how BDS does. That said, come, bring it back to last week. It feels so far away now after what was um, the crazy Euro weekend. But uh, I want to start by talking about G2. We definitely are going to talk a bunch about Fnatic, but I want to wait. I want to save your deep team insight upset. Um, so let's talk a little bit about G2. This is a team that obviously... <clears throat> Before this week, they had the Misfits loss where they looked like they were winning 90% of the game and lost to Elder Dragon, but then looked significantly better this week. Now, one of those games was versus Astralis, and that was the less convincing of their two games. The other one was the Rogue game where they absolutely, absolutely obliterated. And Kajor and I have gone back and forth a lot on what is going on with G2, the ups and downs, but I'd love to get your take on what you've seen this season behind the scenes on stage. Like, what did you think was, what are your thoughts of G2 this season? Uh, it's definitely a really different team from when I remember screaming them in 2019, for example, when they were super dominant or even last year, I felt like 
in practice they were a bit a lot stronger but i haven't scrimmed them in a while so i'm not sure where they're at right now but looking at the official games i actually think they are playing especially last week pretty well i think their early game i think their individual laning has not been super impressive but actually how they play with support jungle has been i've seen like pretty big improvements and i actually think they're like pretty good now um I still think there are some maybe champion preferences that you can abuse or in general I it's not like the OG2 where you think like Caps Wonder they will just destroy the lane because they are just much better than anyone else. Mm -hmm. So they feel a little bit more like close to the other teams like I wouldn't be like particularly scared to play against them but I do think they have improved quite a lot and mainly it's probably because Caps is bald now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I think with the hair gone, they look a lot scarier. What's your favorite um, bald caps meme? Like, do you like the Saitama, the One Punch Man guy? Do you like, um, there's the Krillin meme, there's yeah. the Avatar, like Megamind. <laughs> yeah. um, I like Dr. Evil, the Avatar one? Yeah. Avatar, okay. Just Takes to call the powers in different places. <laughs> Earth, fire, water, air. <laughs> to become the last Yeah, just has to pick Kiana now, actually. Yes, pick Kiana. Yeah. Oh, oh my god, he actually, if he picks Kiana, caps that's the only thing we talk about. And then the world skin will be bald Kiana. With the arrow. Oh my god. Yeah. Can you imagine? That's Bo G2 genius. Kiana. Bald. Bald G2 Kiana. With the avatar arrow. He no, but because we're going back to the G2 thing, I think they actually. <laughs> he's bringing, he's bringing <laughs> us he's back. A on better, he's better than already <laughs> doing. Why are we even here? We can't even bring it back on top. Let him solo okay, it. I, I wasn't sure how long we're going <laughs> to go, go into this. But I think they're actually pretty good. I think the Misfits game was just really uh, unlucky. Like, we yeah, also gave yeah. him an Elder Drake to see how it feels. Um, <laughs> doesn't feel good. <laughs> At least we didn't yeah. fight after. But um, You just tested the limits of the Elder Drake yeah, real quick. Yeah, I mean, there was. Some, I thought my commit. I mean, whatever. Uh, it is what it is. We lost Elder Drake. Do you um do you think that you when you said G2 2019 was like unbeatable in a sense in scrim, just like they're a lot different. Do you think actually you've gotten better as a team, like your team, the league itself, gotten better? I, and they weren't unbeatable. I thought me and Igna were always doing like decent against the bot lane, but uh, it was just what I termed three fakers topside. Uh, three faker topsides. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> the game's just unplayable no matter what happens, <laughs> what because there are three fakers on topside, and it doesn't feel like they have three fakers right now. Okay, but they are still very good, of course. But uh, I think a lot of top sides. Maybe the league has just improved. Mm -hmm. I think the gap between them just closed a lot. But I still think they're like top talent in Europe. So I think yeah. they're very good. But it's not like uh, I'm particularly scared to play against them. Like I said. Yeah. Do you think that this is going to be uh, a slow? maybe climb back to the top for G2. I think a lot of people now that they see them winning again are kind of just expecting them to go back to being a top two, top three team in the league. Or do you think that like that people should still estimate them as, yeah, they're going to playoffs for sure, they're a solid team, but people shouldn't just assume that they're going to be back on top as soon as they start performing again? To me, Europe, the all the, or to me, the top four, which is Rogue, us, Matt, and G2, I could see anyone winning the split, to be honest. I think there's outliers like Misfits and Wits or Excel, let's say. Mm -hmm. I don't think they're going to win the split, but the top four, it's really hard to pick one. I mean, of course, I hope that yeah. we are going to be the one team, but I think all of these teams have huge uh, upsides. And if the meta fits them right and they get into the right groove when playoffs hits, I think anyone can take it, to be honest. So, pretty exciting. It is exciting. It's nice and it's also terrible for predictions because it means how, who the hell do I actually predict? Who do I actually, like, put faith in? <laughs> yeah. I can leak your scrims. 
Ooh, okay. I tell you. I yep. tell you what to pick. All right, you after but this, don't make it public. Okay, I won't. Okay, all right. Screams, I, 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 screams can be fake data, though. Screams are always fake, fake always data. Always fake data. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. I've literally never once been satisfied with the information I got from Scrims, other than what champions may or may not get picked. It's yeah, always, that's, like, that's pretty accurate, too. Yeah. It's the, I have always gotten, like, a, this team is crushing it in Scrims, and then we get here week one, and whatever team it was, it's just, like, instantly sprints. <laughs> I was, sprints. Yes. <laughs> it's the usual. Not, not, it's not flex. I was speaking to No-Tail yesterday about Dota oh, Scrims. Oh, okay. okay. Just, sorry, just No-Tail. Just Dota, no Dota 2 okay. Legend No-Tail. Yeah, Absolutely. I, I was talking to my boy No Tail. We go way back. You know, I used to used to we used to queue up for some pug games. You know, uh, or I pudge wish. games in my I, case. You know what I'm saying? Pudge, <laughs> pudge games, good one. Actually, a good pun. But he was saying the exact same thing in Dota, where it's like when he was playing in TI, they would lose scrims to a team, for example. But when yep. they play against them on stage, they just get the enemy team. He doesn't even have to do anything, but they get in their own heads where they're like shaking. They don't know what to pick. The cameras, the audience, it all does it for him, and he's just sitting there like, yeah, it's stage now. Good luck. The secret is to just not give a shit. Yeah, you know. Just being different. So that was really interesting. It's very crossover between uh, moments, obviously. You've just been thirsting to share, share your no-tail facts. <laughs> <laughs> no shame. He's, he's a legend. He's a legend. He's a legend. Um, and all right, shout out to no-tail. But uh, yeah, I mean, I don't really know what to make of, of the top four, but I'm glad to hear that you feel like it's so competitive and anyone can take it because often that is how it looks like from the outside, despite the fact that it is you and Rogue right now at the top of the standings. It is still best of one. But Misfits is another name that you brought up that's a bit <clears throat> interesting to me. I'm just going to cough this entire episode. Bear with me. O2 week. Really easy to get bought into the Misfits or a streaky team narrative after they just like good first half immediately kind of started to bomb out in the second half. But how strong do you think Misfits are? Like really? Because we've seen some really great games. We've seen the G2 Elder game, which was like the miracle win. You know, and credit to them for getting it, but obviously not like conducive to future success. Um, So what's your your read on Misfits right now? Hmm. I think they're probably like the fifth best team or maybe Excel could be better. I really like how Excel has been playing, but I I think they can beat the top four, but it's like not not a very consistent thing. I would expect them to lose, especially in the best of five. I think most of their wins have come from like playing fights very well from time to time, which is like a really important thing in the game uh, nowadays, but I don't like how they play uh, like early game macro too much i think their bot lane is playing like very very passive um and usually it's like their top laner has a crazy game or their mid pops off in a team fight i do i must say though that i think their jungle is really good mm-hmm. i think grasshog plays really good but he has shown some inconsistencies so i wouldn't be surprised if they will fall out of the top four mm. and uh, start losing some more games especially after watching last weekend i think you can see that they're like the fifth best team because if you look at their their wins the only teams that they actually beat in the top four are you guys on the first game of the week first game of the entire split yeah and yeah, like one win that. against g2 that <coughs> they and we had two barons in this game yeah well yeah first uh, game uh, <laughs> uh, I, I won't you won't get into it <laughs> i won't get into it but my mid lane i got a bit excited like, go 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 oh, yeah, that's when you all funneled in and then the economy we just, just got a nash and a kill and uh, yeah it's fine yeah and they can't just kill everyone and then the win against g2 which was the old dragon win right apart from yeah. that they've lost to every single team in the top four so they're almost like the fifth best team gatekeeping noob stompers you know like they're just going to beat the bottom five but they can't beat the top five in a sense i mean they lost to australis too right so yeah they did that's true they did lose to i Australis. Mean, i think it's just a, a it's a flip it's a misfits angle it's a misfits angle the second wow. half of the split the like... memes the narratives <laughs> they just keep on giving xl <laughs> and uh Schalke, who they have to play this week so Beating Excel, I think, really important. I didn't really care about Excel for a number of weeks because they were bad. But the Marcoon Advian swap has been yeah. awesome. It's been unreal, yeah. Um, been crazy because even I, I, 
correct me if I'm wrong here, I'd love to get you both of your reads on this. Even though it was an O2 week, this still looked like a massive, massively better Excel than what we saw at the start of the season. Icky, uh, didn't they have you in your base sweating a bit with that Elder Dragon? Dude, I didn't even die. Like, I was yeah. chilling so hard. <laughs> they had you in your <laughs> base with that Elder Dragon? <laughs> no, I think they play good. Uh, especially, I know Nuke is a really good player. I was feeling pretty sad watching him like do his team so poorly and him uh, as well underperforming because when I played with him, when he was like really well mentally and like really fit uh, health-wise, I know that he was like always the top two, top three mid laner and very good. And I think right now, even though his team is like not doing super well yet, I can see that him individually, he's performing more to his old self again. And I know he's working really hard, uh, especially this offseason and now. So I'm just happy to see him do well. And with Dan, he was pretty elo had because then was playing like very uh, uh let's say bad <laughs> okay okay good adjective to use there. I, I thought you were like let's say and i was like ooh, how is he gonna phrase this one bad i was like oh okay i'm a, I, I'm I a, word, I'm a wordsmith i didn't i don't want to know what your original word was <laughs> you're a walking thesaurus uh but his new jungle is actually playing really f***ing good yeah <laughs> there, there it is again great um, wordsmith yeah I'm a poet. Um, so <laughs> now his jungle is playing really good. Yeah. His jungle, is, his support is not playing super good, but he's at least playing with his jungle a lot. Mm -hmm. So that's already a really big positive. And yeah, I like how they play around mid. I like how Nuke is playing. So I think they will do well, even though they just came off a O2 week, but it was versus Matt and us. So And the games were pretty competitive, right? So yeah, it all came down to like one team fight. The Mad Lions game was like a team fight in mid. They just lost it, game over. And then against you guys, it was just yeah, you guys kind of outclassed them. The yeah. Fights. But then the engages were very like risky. What they were doing, like the Diana were, like flashing onto you and then just trying to get a combo or something like this. And then yeah, or it wasn't Zinisky, I think that he just flashed no, he in flashed. mid. No, I stopped watching the Diana ult. But yeah, uh, but yeah. I like that he's looking for this. Yeah, with uh, the Yasuo things. combo, right? Yeah, he just needs some more time. But he's playing really well. Like I like how Excel is playing. Yeah, I agree. I liked as well. Are they making playoffs, gentlemen? If not trying is, to meme you it's between <laughs> it's between because if misfits is the fifth place team and they have seven wins already whereas xl and vitality have like four or five yeah. i think it's between vitality and xl for the sixth spot i don't know what do you think upset do you think xl will make playoffs schedule i think there is a chance they <laughs> might do it do you think they'll make playoffs? what do you think changed <laughs> the whole roster <laughs> okay <laughs> okay that's a nice, good 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 both of you good well played um no i, I think they will make playoffs actually it's between I, them oh, and vid for me yeah, I agree. I don't think Astralis will make playoffs. Yeah, I think when we look at it, like, we're still so early in the first half of the split. It's not like strength of schedule is really a factor yet. And we'll just have to see how they do. If they can get a win off of a top team, which they were pretty close to, I would say. You were fine. You were in the day. There was but you were fine. You were chilling. You know, you were chilling. They were close. <laughs> uh, if they can do that and if they can keep beating bottom teams, um, that's that's really the thing that matters to me. But that does bring us to Vitality, which I think is the other really interesting team at the top of the standings right now because they've been... A bit all over the place. Sagenda subbed in this week. Sagenda looking uh, better stats-wise, but didn't necessarily have like crazy huge pop-off performances. What is, what's your guys' read on Vitality at this moment in the split? I think I'm a little bit more on the Excel hype train despite the two losses, but maybe that's just because of the stark contrast between um, the Day and Denik roster and obviously the Advi and Marcoon roster. It's really easy to get hyped when you see such drastic change, whereas Vitality is a bit more of a mystery to me. They're kind of... All over the place. What's your? Let's start with you, Kader. What's your take? Um, well, yeah, they're having issues in top lane. Uh, that's for sure. They only have you know, the two top laners they have. Both are struggling. Um, even when Shigenda came in, he, he got solo killed twice, I believe it was, uh, in their game when he was playing uh, Gwen. Yeah, my boy Adam was. Your, your boy Adam was popping off. 
Like he was winning the early lane phase. Uh, he was against Seth, sorry, against Adam, yeah. He was winning the early lane phase, got his flash, but then he just got like solo killed and he was kind of out of the game. So the impact wasn't there. It all comes down to like, especially in that game, mid jungle, because Crown Shot was getting dove. 1v1, yeah. Top lane was losing. <laughs> Uh, and then it all comes down to mid jungle. <laughs> okay, one v one, one v one. So I think if you compare both teams, Vitality have like the clutch superstarish kind of factor of mid jungle, and then yeah. XL just looks like a more well-rounded team, way more aggressive, way more kind of playmaking. That's what I'd say. Yeah. Well, so even if you look at last week's game, like the game that we played with XL was actually really close, but the game we played with it was kind of a stomp, mm-hmm. and. The other game they won this week, the reason they didn't go 0-2 was also because they played SK, and SK is probably the worst team in the league right now. Yeah. And they look very dominant against them. Uh, so I don't know exactly what to take from this, but I still think Selfmade is a really good player. And he reminds me a little bit of watching him back on SK, mm-hmm. where he just sometimes just won't be the game. I'm sure he has a lot of players of the game. And he is still super creative in the early games, getting a lot of advantages, but... The consistency is definitely lacking in terms of how the team plays. It to me feels like either he has a pop of game or he can also run it down. And usually he carries the team with leader or it doesn't go so well. And maybe Crowny, I think he carried one game really hard with yeah. Varus, like the bot lane. Against Mad Lions, I think it was. Yeah. When they yeah. They played Varus Bram, the two kill. Yeah, yeah. They, they played one game really well, but otherwise I at least they seem more quiet or even inting when I watch their games. So I think it will really depend on their mid jungle, which is really interesting because the other team is also XL. That also, I would say, the strengths mid jungle. So they play next week, actually. Uh, let's check. Vitality already played XL, I believe. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, this is pretty exciting for me because both of their teams have like a pretty clear strength mm-hmm. from my week view. Seven, week Gable. seven, week okay. seven on Saturday, Vitality. So, so this game will probably be super important and also really yep. hype to see the different styles because both of them play heavily around mid and around the jungle, but. They play like quite different champions, right? So yeah, mm-hmm. pretty yeah. exciting stuff. Ooh, the Nuke Duck Champion Ocean narrative. It's the, it's the Norwegian it. Battle of the Norwegian Mids. Oh, it's actually sure. so hype. There's the, the two right players there. in our league who would, who would lock Yasuo. Probably the only <laughs> two. Um, I mean, that's it's interesting because I think one of the things we've been kind of tracking is the overall strength of the LEC, and it's hard to pinpoint if we're getting better, right? Because we've seen so many drastic changes. Because obviously, in 2019, we won MSI. G2 was, you know, defining the international meta, depending on how grandiose you want to get about it with all these crazy flex picks and the pike top. So it was really easy to feel like, wow, LEC is crazy. But it was pretty much just Fnatic and G2 for most of that summer split from what we saw from the outside in those best of fives. And now, as G2 are no longer three fakers on the top side, right? As, as other people start to catch up. It's still one faker. But... Still one faker on, <laughs> on the top side. He's the avatar now. Um we we use his title here. Wait, uh, if he's bold faker, is he baker? What? I don't know. Random thought. <laughs> Just kind of give names <laughs> here. Thank you for your contribution to the podcast. <laughs> Wait, he's gone from he's gone from baby faker. It's like YouTube comments or something. <laughs> he's gone from ba- baby faker to bold faker. What a what a glow. Grandpa up. faker. Grandpa faker. When does he become grandpa faker? Now, because he's bald. He's bald. So now he's gone from baby to grandpa. I just what? wonder if he will also shave his eyebrows for playoffs. Oh, maybe How scary would that be? Imagine Kev says no eyebrows, no hair. <laughs> yeah. That's intimidation strategy. I'm just saying, G2, if you need another pick-me-up, shaving the eyebrows. 
That's the, I don't want him. And then he just stares you down from the other side of the stage like this. Just but looks, he just can't see the he eyebrows. He just solo kills you and then leans out and looks. <laughs> and then the, 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 the lights so are just firm. shining and reflecting. Okay. Oh my god! On the stage. <laughs> Holy shit! That's crazy. G two, let us know. Maybe, maybe we, maybe people can re request special lighting so the light just shines off. Just illuminates his, his head. Illuminates. We can. Marini, who is our wonderful makeup artist, can you oil his head? Marini's here. No, Marini refuses <laughs> to oil his head. I'm just saying, there's a lot of things you can do with. We haven't had a, a you know. We haven't had too many bald players, uh, or willfully bald players even then, with the willful shave head, or head shaving. That said, is the league getting stronger overall? It's kind of the big question that I want to ask, because at MSI, Mad Lions did really well. They got to the semifinal, but a lot of the sentiment was the teams playing at MSI were all a little bit shaky. It didn't feel like everyone had everything figured out kind of like it did at maybe at Worlds last year or in previous international competitions. So how, how good do we think the LEC is overall? Or is the LEC getting better, not just amongst each other like not just how competitive it is as we can see in this battle for for top six but like overall do you think the lec is getting stronger yes uh, for sure i think like you said 2019 we sent splice as our third team i mean i lost in the gauntlet was unlucky but we weren't super <laughs> strong anyways uh compared to the best world's teams but now i really think europe actually has four really good teams and even the other teams are playing a lot more aggressive than before and are going for a lot more plays um I mean, we still have like maybe a weak bottom three right now, mm -hmm. but overall the level is much, much higher. Maybe our best team is not as good as we as before, but all of the teams are pretty close to that level and are improving and pushing each other. So I think Europe has become stronger over the over the time. Yeah, I think we we, we talked about having a clear top four, but only three teams are going to go to Worlds. Yeah, so that's the scary part. Like, which team's actually going to fall out? If it's you, Rogue, Mad, and uh, and Why G2. do you say me first? Well, I'm just saying, because you're in first place, so you're at the top of my screen. Kind of sus. Okay. Well, I mean, <laughs> history does have a tendency to repeat itself. Wait, how many, how many times? This is not a dig. Well, it's a semi-dig, but it's just a question. <laughs> <laughs> it's a question. How many times have you been one best of five away from Worlds? Twice? Yeah, twice or three times, I think. But, yeah. it, like, I was... Close. If we won one more game in regular season in spring of 2018, for example, we would have qualified through points. Spring 2018? Yeah, and same thing in 2019. And both yeah. times I was one game away from qualifying just through points. Mm. So, so, so the narrative's going to be... Oh, that's brutal. The narrative's going to be good. Oh, and then I remember all the games we lost, mm. like, super close, like, 8K ahead, like, throwing, I'm waking up with nightmares. Oh, no, no, like, no. Oh. But it's fine. Eventually, it's going to happen, right? I will not Maybe it happens trying. this year. But I think the scary thing is, if you look at MSI, RNG was obviously the winners. Yep. Right now in the LPL, they're 12th place. Yeah. <laughs> but also Cloud9 is losing to FlyQuest Academy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. the world's the world's, <laughs> yeah. the world's in shambles. Uh, I think <laughs> scheduling is a bit tough when you play an international tournament and two weeks later, the competition starts. Yeah. Yeah, Youngbox said something really interesting in an interview. He said that any team that goes to MSI and makes it far or whatever from Europe should have week one of summer like off in a sense, which makes scheduling weird, but having that extra week break could make a pretty big difference. That's I what think. G2 even did, right? They put like Lulex and Blanken yeah, in like a long time ago. Yeah, 2017, 20, yeah, yeah, 2017. Yeah, well, and I and I can't knock it because we had Elioya on last week or the week before it all blurs together. And he was talking about, not obviously Matt are also dealing with the quarantine stuff or have been dealing with the quarantine stuff, which makes it even more stressful. But yeah, just coming back immediately having to play again. I think the hope is that the things that you learn from scrimming all of these like world-class international teams will outweigh what is kind of the inevitable burnout but it is mm -hmm. it is really hard i like, mean league is so much about your mental strength and how you feel and how you go into games and how you feel about your team so 
it's really undescribable how much this mindset thing makes, I think, and how you deal with losing scrims and how you deal with winning scrims as well, to be fair, and just in general. So if you are, feel drained mentally going into the split, I think you need some time to recover. But actually, looking at Matt, they are already looking like better and better every week, yeah. and I can still see their strengths, and I still would think that they will go to Worlds with us and G2 would be my prediction. You don't think Rogue's going to make it? Uh I mean, it's super close, and of course, I'm going to say me, but I would rather think G2 or Matt will make it if the... It's so hard to predict because the game is so meta-dependent for all of our teams right now. Uh, but I would predict this, because when I watch Rogue, I think they're really good, but I actually have a feeling I know what they're going to do, and I'm not too concerned, because usually they win through smashing bot lane, and their top side is also really solid. But I think G like Ro um, Matt mid-jungle is better. I think... G2, when they play good, they should be also better. And when I think of playing versus Hans and Trimby, I think they're really good. But usually I never get smashed by him, even if he picks for lane like heavily. So I don't feel too concerned playing against them compared to Matt and G2, where they have like a lot more X factor on top side, I would say. Yeah, and I, I think I can see that because a lot of the the rogue games is and we also saw the rogue bot lane aggression was and actually i'd love to get your take on this specifically in the rogue versus g2 game as a, as a pleb the level two tower dive the rogue go for that ultimately gives like mickey x a double kill eats a ton of experience he was reckless sure. got one of the kills i think it reckless oh reckless got one of the kills, kills. Yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah how did you like how did you feel about that play going out because the the broke bot lane has been super interesting to track and it's been really easy to give them praise because they've been playing you know a lot of callista a lot of callista nautilus and just killing people in lane but what's your read on like how they stack up against the other top bot lanes. Are the, is it just that they're good enough to beat down on a lot of the lower teams, or is this like really one of the best bot lanes in the league right now? No, I, I think they are probably overall performance from official games judging. They're probably second best bot lane. Um, yeah, second. I think Matt has like high highs and really low lows, so it would be unfair, I think, to say that they are better than Rogue bot lane right mm -hmm. now. Even the last time they played in playoffs and stuff, it was very one sided. Um, I think what's with Hans Summer, I think he plays like very strong laning ADs most of the time and he always drafts of winning bot and this is like their style and they have like this identity but I think when he's playing when he's behind or not like smashing lane I think he is not playing super well but I still like really respect how he plays and I think he's for sure the best or second best AD uh, right now how he's playing but he is a little bit one dimensional I would like him to be a bit more diverse in the champs he plays but it's working for them so why would he change it i think it fits their jungle well too because he plays really well around pressure and in general their solo lanes are super solid so if he can break open the game they will probably win the games um mm -hmm. but yeah i think they're very good the dive was i think mickey played it really well i think mickey in general really played this game super well i think g2 botland uh, as a whole played this game much better and they really snowballed they played really well around the tristana um so yeah, I would say Rogue Botland is still second, but Matt and G2 could come very close or even be better than them, depending on what champs they play and how they approach the game. Yeah, and naturally, I assume you are number one. No, I think Australis Botland is the best. <laughs> <laughs> You're such a troll. <laughs> no, I mean... I mean, I have to think that we are the best because I'm not going to go into a game and think, oh, shit, we play with somebody that's better than us. Yeah. But I also think our performance has been very consistent. We play like some scaling champs. We play some early game champs. We do pretty well on both. I think Hilly has been having a really great split. 
think he's not even leading the the league in death right now, which is crazy. Right. What a shame for how he plays. So, uh, yeah, I think we are right now really, really well rounded and play really good. And I love the meta too. Mm. So I would think that we are the best bot lane, but the other bot lanes are also good. So you think that because Rogue's main win condition is playing through bot and having that winning bot lane is what helps them win the early to mid game. No, you, you being able to shut that down is just like a simplified way of just saying that like you can deal with it pretty easily. Yeah, like just when I imagine playing with this team, I have a clear idea what they're going to try to do. And maybe they're too good and they will just do it anyways and we will lose. But with the other two teams, I feel like there's more X factor and their team mm. fighting or their creativity will be a bit more harsh. But I know how Rogue plays, but not, not to take a dig at the top side. I think Inspired, Odo and Larsen have been all playing really solid. Mm -hmm. I think Inspired is maybe the best jungle. I mean, we've been playing yeah. great too. Um, so yeah. I, I think this team is really solid. You, if I, but if I had to choose from the top four, I would think that we have the best chance of beating them compared to Matt and G2. But mm -hmm. of course, we can also beat Matt and G2. And everyone can beat everyone. Mm -hmm. Which I like. And it is exciting. Um, well, playoffs is going to be a bit... Uh... I, <laughs> I double-checked. Hillisang is number one deaths. Yes. <laughs> yeah. He's back, baby. My boy. He's back <laughs> on his throne. He's, he's at 43. He's one above Kire and LeBrav, who are both at 42. Um, did he end this? Did he end last I, weekend, I, actually? I, I don't know. Because I I was looking before. I didn't, but... Okay. Let me have this a should be This should be everything just from... Let me double check. 2021 LEC summer. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, <laughs> no, he's not really been in things. Three deaths, five deaths, five deaths, three deaths. The Pike game, he had almost all of your deaths uh, combined. Hilariously, you are tied last in deaths alongside Crown Chat at 14, so... Solid. There you go. It's a balancing act. Yes. I also have most kids, so he has most deaths. Oh, okay. Are we going to go okay. step okay. Right. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. 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 Um, <laughs> let's talk about... Wow, should we do stats first? Or should we, let's talk about Fnatic first, I think. So this has been kind of a crazy experience watching Fnatic so far this season because obviously just the role swap drama in itself, not a lot of people knew what to expect. And your guys' week one wasn't... Wasn't, it was a little all over the place. You know, we had the Ghost Udyr game from Whippo, and I'm sure that tech worked great in scrims. Yeah. It's sucked, sucked <laughs> on stage. Conqueror Ghost Udyr. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. You know. Sag. Sag, indeed. Uh, and, but then since then, you guys have just been rising, rising, rising so incredibly quickly. So what's the experience been like of you, you watching this, uh, these off season roster, roster changes, right? Um, knowing that now you have Whippo as your jungler, you've got Adam as your top laner. Um, you and Hilly obviously already a very strong core, but then progressing week to week, progressing with a player who is new in his role. And correct me if I'm wrong, Fnatic doesn't have like a jungle position coach, right? So it's no. just kind of Whippo learning I mean, as he goes. Yeah, no, no, not specifically. Not yeah. specifically. Yeah, yeah. So how how has the experience been of like growing with this team with a player who's out of his normal role, learning in the first season with a rookie on the lineup and still trying to keep together all the things that made you guys good in the previous splits? Mm. I, I think Whippo fits the role of jungle better than maybe Oscar did just because of Whippo's personality. He is so communicative and he makes so much effort in the team being like good and making sure everyone gets on the same page. And I think if you play jungle in 2021, you probably should like talk a lot in the early game and make plans and be the leading voice with your support for the most of it because all the other roles i mean your mid also can have a lot of impact but it's a lot about coordinating a three and making sure you do the same things um and Buipo does that super well specifically with hillisang 
you guys probably know that they are like very good friends for yeah. a long time already. And even when they, he was playing top top lane, Hilly was just roaming top from time to time. Uh, so them playing together just has been great for our team, honestly. And Bipo has also obviously been helping Adam a lot because he was a top laner and yeah, he knows yeah, top lane. Yeah, he was yeah. not just top laner; he was one of the best. And he teach him a lot already. And uh, also Niski has a very easy to work with personality, I think, and Bipo too. So them working together just has been really great too. So I really feel like we are a team that has like really wants to be on the same page and really enjoys being with each other for the most of it. Of course, there's always stressful moments, but overall, I think our atmosphere is really good for improving and we yeah just enjoy playing with each other. And uh, I obviously also gave my input on the changes and mm -hmm. um, I think Oscar is a great player. I wouldn't know who's better jungle between Oscar or Bwipo like in a vacuum, but for our team, I think Bwipo with the combination of Hillisang just made a lot of sense for us so we went with it and he has been adapting to the jungle role great actually I had a dream this morning that I was also playing jungle <laughs> oh god <laughs> oh no <laughs> is that to be honest, to come? if you're a really good player I think anyone can jungle if you actually understand the game well mm -hmm. like you maybe need to learn the champs a bit but top lane has some overlap but you, <laughs> if you're really good you should know how jungle works that's... because you need to play around your jungle the whole game because that's yep. how the game is designed so yeah, I, I think I could also play jungle, but I think Bipo is doing super well. El Yoya said, I remember we had like a jungle discussion of the players. El Yoya yeah. said, it's hard to get a read on how good Bipo is as a jungler, but he's just a really good player. And yes. that's why he's a good jungler. Exactly. Yeah, I think yeah. that's kind of like the same kind of thing that you were just touching on. I also love how I'm pretty sure Bipo said the same thing before the swap was even anywhere near announcing. I can't remember when we had him on the show, but he was talking about how like jungle isn't that complicated. Like people make a jungle out to be like this big, <laughs> like, but if you know League of Legends, you can learn the jungle. And then of course, like two months later or a month later, the, the role swap announcement came out and we were like, what the hell is going on? But I love, we have a history of players low-key roasting junglers every time they come on because they're just like the role is not that hard like no, I, but to I, I be get... fair most roles are not that hard but other roles the champs are maybe a little bit more demanding mechanically mm -hmm. like i think role swapping to mid must be the hardest thing definitely yeah because there are so many champs and they're all really a lot of them are really hard and the game is very centered around you very complicated but jungle the champs are like you play pve for a lot of the game uh, which makes it easier because you don't need to learn all the matchups. You need to understand how your lanes work, but your laners are communicating, of course, as well. So I, I can see jungle, if you're a really good player and you know how the game works, that you can transition to it. Yeah, yeah I also think it's it's personality-based as well, like similar to the way you said Bipo just talks a lot. I think if you have like a quiet player who's just like a very hyper-carry mid laner or something like this, and then he swaps the jungle, I think the personality clash would be a bit of a struggle. Mm -hmm. Although they would learn the role pretty well in an actual team functioning, it wouldn't go so well in terms of like communication and stuff, I think. But if you have the personality, you're bubbly, like you like to talk a lot, people, you know, just putting them in the jungle a couple of weeks and they'll, they'll be on it. Yeah, jungle yeah. is for sure also the most team role in the game, I think. Because you work with everyone on your team the whole early game to make it work, right? So. Yeah. And I mean, obviously, like, this is, we put Whip on our top five for junglers. It was hard. We <laughs> not... know, sorry to interrupt you, but I just remembered when <laughs> we were in Schalke and Smithy's like, Memento gank top. <laughs> And then I just remind myself, jungle is just like a team team game kind of thing. And you're in lane, it's like, gank this lane. <laughs> Teamwork. <laughs> Come gank. <laughs> ah, I see. You're there to be bullied by your teammates. Yeah, that's it. Either that's... either communicate proactively or they will communicate at you, I yeah. guess. It gets to a point where it just becomes bullying. But at the start, it's fine. <laughs> well, it's good for now. <laughs> Fnatic obviously tied for first. Um, how, do you, how are you feeling about the kind of the progression week to week? Because you guys, um, for the most part, have just kept winning 
Mm-hmm. So um, what do you guys, how do you actually decide what you guys are focusing on? How do you and Hilly decide what you're focusing on? Because it's really easy for us to go, Bwipo Adam. Adam, a new player, easy to walk, easy to see his progress. Bwipo, a new jungler, easy to watch, easy to see his progress. But for for you guys and for Niski, what are you focusing on week to week when it comes to to growth, how to get better? Mm, well, we are, me and Hilly are doing the same things as before, reviewing a lot of games, making sure our laning is good, playing a lot of duo queue, just practicing the meta champs. And overall, I just watch a lot of LPL and try to bring ideas from them into the game because I can see that we are still lacking behind uh, how the best teams in the world play, especially in terms of early game decision making and macro. I think we don't do the things we could do still. Uh, Mm -hmm. So I'm not like we are tied for first, yes, but I don't think we're going to win the split right now or we are like insane. Like I'm very focused on the improvement of the team still because yeah we are first in regular season right now but it's the first of us three more weeks to go mm-hmm. and playoffs is actually what matters the most so i want to make sure we're top four and we improve as much as possible before we reach that spot but i just have to praise my teammates to be honest because niski has been he had a solid spring but he really is coming more into his own in summer uh he has been making a big effort to work with our jungle and support and really be more of a voice in the game as well which is really important i think if you play mid lane and Adam has been improving at a very fast rate. He seems very talented. And he still has a lot to grow because I know the areas he's still lacking in. I am sure he can improve these a lot. Mm-hmm. And Bipo, yeah, has been transitioning great. Hilly has been very positive for us as well in summer split with the changes. So yeah, I'm just and I'm just playing AD Carry, so I'm <laughs> really happy. We're winning games. I'm playing You're AD chilling. Carry. I it's, I remember watching I remember watching your guys' uh, content video of the Pictionary thing that you did on the on the board or something. But the atmosphere in the team looks like is that one of the best team atmospheres you've ever been in. Everyone looks like they're just laughing together and having fun. Mm. Yeah, probably. I think I think 2018 summer when in Schalke when we went to the final, I also felt a similar sort of atmosphere. Uh, and I'm feeling it again right now. It's yeah, it's great when you're winning games and you're also having fun and you're also everyone has still the focus on improving and it's not getting too cocky. Uh, this is like yeah, it's great. It, this is when it really makes fun to compete. Yeah. Um, yeah. Dang, I mean it's exciting. I'm excited for you. You're a guy who obviously has a lot of history, as Cadrill highlighted in a halfway Bernie thing. You've been so close, but so far so many times, mm-hmm. and it feels like seeing yourself as first in eighty carry. And even if that is up for debate, I think people will look at you and Hilla saying and say top two, maybe at, at worst top three. Um, do you feel like this is this is the split? Like I know your your mentality is like you don't want to oversell it, you don't want to overhype it, you don't want to overfocus it. And I, I certainly don't want you to jinx it, but like from an outside perspective, this feels like Fnatic finally you have momentum again. Obviously, spring was very hard um, from an outside perspective. You know, obviously high expectations always for Fnatic, but it seems like you guys have the momentum now, you've got a good team atmosphere, you seem to be getting better every week, apparently also learning from the LPL, which is good news for international fans. Um, is this is this, is this the one upset? Is it finally your time to, let's get the narrative, take the crown, throne, <laughs> the new era, is this the upset era? You, you have to get it in. I had to. Ugh. No, I, I get a bonus I, every time I say the word dynasty, legacy, or kings. For those. <laughs> No, I stopped thinking like this a uh, long time ago because uh, even though losing really sucks, it definitely made me grow so much more than if I had a very easy road to success and was just winning and being in the best team. Um, 
I try to take it very step by step. I try to be really realistic of what uh, how what we're good at, what we're bad at, and I don't get overly excited about us like like I said being first right now. For example, I'm really focused on the goal and on our mission to go to Worlds and to win the split, and I. I don't know if it's going to happen this split. I think we are in a good spot, but I know sometimes just small things go wrong and they snowball and then you go into a bad direction. So I'm really paying attention to the details that this doesn't happen and we are on track. And I, yeah, I don't really think so much about the future. All I know is that I want to reach it and I will stay dedicated to this till I will reach it. Mm -hmm. And it can be this split, but I have a lot of patience and a lot of motivation still to make it happen. So... I'm thinking very long term, but also trying to be present in the moment, of course. Damn. That's a balancing act for sure. Um, and we've, I mean, we've, we've talked a lot over the last few years as just to your kind of your mentality and your growth. Has that been something that has been, is it an interesting, because a lot of the times when you've been joining rosters, right, it's been kind of a mixed bag of history and experience. But when you join this roster outside of Adam, everyone on this roster is super experienced. Super, mm -hmm. Like Niski's been... And then, hey, he's come back. Bupo has obviously been on Fnatic for his entire career, but he's been there through the good, the bad splits. Um, and Hillisang, you know, one of the most veteran players that we have. So how, is, how has it been building a team environment where everyone like you is kind of coming in with their own opinions, their own experiences in the past? You've also, you had a new coach coming in this mm -hmm. season too. And I know Yamato has strong opinions too on how things should run. How has it been getting to this point where you finally do have this really nice, really great, really excellent team environment? Yeah, just a lot of hard work and conflict, I think. Like really getting to know people takes a lot of effort and also a lot of conflict because people are really different and they want different things and they like to be talked to in different ways and they like to, yeah, they just enjoy different things about the game as well. So just uh, just talking a lot, really trying to understand the other person and this is, I think, the only way to get to a team environment that, we are in right now and it's still not perfect of course we still have arguments but i think it's also about really caring about one another and trying to make sure that everyone feels included in the team and feels like they're in not just about to re be replaced after two bad weeks or something i think this this kind of vibe and energy we want to have in our team and we are they yeah, are putting effort into going into that direction for sure i like it would be terrible if someone released a like video. Like a video of yeah, you like, being... Like how you've had a bad week and you're instantly going to get benched. And you're not going to play it together anymore. But it's five. sponsored, so you're making money off of it. So it's oh, and cool. then you remove it? That's true. That would be a shame. That would, that that would, would, that would be a shame. That would really be a shame. That would be a shame. <laughs> that, would be a <laughs> that would be a massive shame. <laughs> that would be a massive I mean, just, shame. You just, you just delete it off the internet and no one saw it. It's fine. No one saw it. No one I mean, saw it. We can move on. When you delete something from the internet, it's gone. Yeah, no one takes just how it works, man. Recycling bin. Yeah. 2018, we just delete the Wikipedia page. That Schalke fanatic final never happened. Oh, we have to do it again then. We have to just oh, yeah. run it. We have to run it back. Run it back. <laughs> it is what it is. I killed two v two. That's what matters. <laughs> killed two v two. Who cares about trophies? Nuke got the Lissandra <laughs> counter out for the Akali. Rack up the two v two kills. That's all you can ask for. One I step two v two. Copium. Copium. All right. I want to I want to sh shift over to something that I think is very unique to you specifically upset although I, my understanding is you're slowly spreading this to other players um you're a big stats guy you when you want to talk about yourself as a player you are one of the few players that go, like brings receipts you know what I mean like you br <laughs> you bring the numbers like people try to talk shit to you and you're like excuse me I'll have you know that I'm number one in these three metrics and like I don't 
you have to say so like what <laughs> when when did because this has been a slowly growing thing because you we've talked before when i've been asking about you and your performance and you've often brought up stats but like why why do you like stats and what stats do you like why do you why do you gravitate towards <laughs> stats as a player because i think it's cool but it is it's it's very unique to you i think well first of all i think stats are not a at all perfect way to represent a player it really depends on how your team plays and how the people around you play and also how the enemy is drafting and playing. But I also think over a large sample size, you can see some clear trends. But when I talk to someone and they maybe are not like a super good pro player and I try to explain them something or they watch the game, they don't see all the details that I see that makes me judge a player. Mm -hmm. And that's a easier way to transmit information that everyone because it's numbers, it's very easy to grasp onto. Yep. And usually I have very good numbers. So He's a numbers guy. <laughs> He's a numbers guy. <laughs> so I like to talk about numbers. What's your when favorite one? My favorite? Is it DPM? I, it really changed throughout the years. I used to be a big DPM guy. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I really loved having high DPM. Like always after the game, I check my DPM. It's probably from solo queue as well, because it's just fun to look at the big graph, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> so you're so your DPM graph is bigger than the other people. So. Yeah. You Pretty lost impressive. the game, but you have highest DPM, so... Yeah, but then it changed a little bit more to CSD. Mm -hmm. I don't know why. I just mm -hmm. enjoyed the laning a little bit more. Mm -hmm. But CSD is also skewed so much by how your team plays. Like, people can not be great in lane at all, but if their team plays really well around it, then they can have really high or... Like farming, farming Crux? Farming Crux, yeah. Or some people don't move from their lane once and just only play to last hit every creep. And or only play like super strong champs in lane, and then wow, you have a big CSD. Did you know that Hans Sama is at 30, almost 36 CSD at 15? That's pretty I, big. I, I think this is skewed by the game he played against Senna. I think it's like around 21 or something. Oh, it might be. I'm not sure if this particular platform is. But yeah, I mean. It. You're but you're trailing behind at like sixteen. You're 16? only part of sixteen. Which for the record, both of those numbers are disgustingly large. Like sixteen, <laughs> yeah. seventeen CS is like a very big gap. I mean, if I would play Varus and Raven too, I, I'm sure my CSD would be bigger. But I did play Callista as well. You did. But not many people play Callista so well. So yeah. It's a big uh, boon. It's when I have good numbers, talking about it myself feels a bit weird because it's like, look at my CSD. Like look at my CSD. <laughs> look at my look at my KDA. <laughs> and your one damage per minute over reckless he's only at 492 and you're at 493 so i think any anything under 493 is not acceptable <laughs> <laughs> 493 <laughs> is the sweet spot if you do one damage okay. less it's the benchmark <laughs> yeah all right so to be clear so it's you hansama crownshot karzi and jeskla who are in the acceptable range but, but reckless neon patrick kabe and jezu unac unacceptable, unacceptable. But for example karzi when i see him play sometimes like, I know he's playing for DPM. Like, the way he's playing fights, it's like he does not care if he wins the game. He's just going face first, trying to make as much damage as possible before dying. I'm playing Aphelios, like, on the piano. Like, okay, they use these cooldowns now. Like, I can play. And he's just playing the bongos. Like, <laughs> jumping in on Tristana, doing 5k damage, and he drops that. They lose the game, but his DPM is so high. I'm like, <laughs> I'm was, so triggered. That was a very good analogy. <laughs> And yeah. we actually so we missed last week. Last week we were just had the, the worst analogies and metaphors of anyone you've ever heard. But playing the bongos is such. A... Yeah, they're bongo players and piano players. It's also in draft. Like if one has like a one three one, they're playing like 
the symphony from Mozart and yeah, then yeah. the Malfoy player. But I think over a large sample size, you can definitely see tendencies. Yeah. But I also see them anyways, just watching the games. And I think it's very specific to champions and what they play against and how your team plays around it. But you can still see a lot of trends. Yeah. And I think one of the notably one of the weaknesses of stats is the lack of large sample sizes, because mm -hmm. a, a, here we get 18 games a season. Right. And we also get patch changes every two weeks. And if you wanted a perfect world would be each patch would be isolated on its own because even patches can change the context of matchups. And then also you could do things like rather than me looking at how you play in general, I could look at your Callista compared to other Callistas in the league versus, let's say, a Draven or something. And that would be really when you'd start to get, mm -hmm. I think, a more complete picture. But the issue is there just aren't enough games. And even best of three believers, if we were in best of three, there still wouldn't be enough games. And that's kind of the, one of the downsides of League of Legends stats is because not only do you have patches, but there just aren't enough games regularly. It's really hard to build a big enough sample size to get super, super nitty gritty on the stats. And if your team is good, your stats can be boosted if you're in a really boosted team and everything is around you. Your stats can be boosted. That happened to me. My stats were, uh, yeah, taking a hit. Why? Because your team was really bad? No, not because my team was really bad. Oh, I just, what? <laughs> I, no, 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 no. Because no. <laughs> your team was really boosted. All right, so <laughs> what do you... I, I, I'm just trying to get on the stats talk. You're just trying to get in on the stats talk. <laughs> I know, but I was, I was a, not, I wouldn't so, say I was a stats player. You know, I on Excel, playing. most of those players had awful stats, but one player had really good stats. You know who that was? Patrick. It was Patrick. Yeah. Or you, do you have to have to get Patrick? That was our only win condition. It was the only way we won the game. Exactly. Games. Stats can be inflated, but I like to watch other game and see how somebody's playing, and then I know basically how he played and how good he is. Yeah. But stats can give you a good sample size. Yeah, they, they, they can yeah. away. I remember I had like an analyst in Excel, and what he would do before game days is he would give me like a jungle proximity chart of the jungler's last games on stage as to with a heat map as to where he was playing towards and his his most common pathings, and like. To me, I was like, okay, that's cool data, but when I'm in the game itself, I can probably track it or I can see it for myself or something will happen and this will be completely useless. Yeah. So like the having the raw stats before a game for the player as well, like having the heat map that is 26. You need heat top. goggles then, I think. Then you can see like where he was. <laughs> While I'm playing. <laughs> yeah, you just put see. them on like, he was just here. I Shave my head. head and put some goggles on. <laughs> You're like the predator. <laughs> Then Renga, you have a heat map. Yeah, you just have a heat map. I don't know, there's a lot of potential. Who, who, what is his name? We have to hire this guy. Yeah. We need some heat maps. Okay. <laughs> I think no, but it was like 26% top, 24% mid, and it's like, well, yeah. Yeah, this is... The, the thing context is not there, but I get it. I think the thing about league analytics is that there's still... Well, I, I think, one, the biggest problem with league analytics is that people really ag aggressively use them um, in situations where they maybe, be, maybe shouldn't. Mm -hmm. um, and that's one problem. Or people really like to use stats to say something concrete. When in reality, I think, again, with, without a large enough sample size, they're good to help you inform opinions. Or in your case, back up your opinions in a way that doesn't take you going into a freaking VOD review to show people like eight or nine different plays, right? Yeah. But they're definitely not. They're not like the perfect tools but, to tell you mm -hmm. everything in every context. But me and you are having this discussion. So let's take, let's just say an example, you're on a bottom team, right? You're struggling. You think you're a better player than you are. And maybe your team's either selling the spot or your contract's running out. So we had this discussion of like, well, if you're the pro player, it's in your best interest to play for yourself. If the team's struggling, you're not going to make playoffs. It's all about just playing for your raw stats in a sense. So seeing that can come into play if your, you know, contract's running out or whatever it is. Of course. And GMs can care a lot about this. So yeah. Let's say you're playing top lane. You pick a range champ every game. You will lose the game no matter what, but you play range champ versus tank. 
you get a huge CSD, you don't move from your lane, you farm every jungle camp, your CSD is plus 30 suddenly, your gold difference is massive too. It's all you, green. <laughs> you are, you're on the bottom place team, like, wow, how's this guy so elo head? Look, he's losing every game, but his CSD is so massive and his gold differential. And then you get a contract by Team Liquid and... No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering if we were going to go there. I was like, I, I remember one of your top no, no, seemed seem to get a lot of Kennen kicks. <laughs> oh, he did okay. play Zane against Mordekaiser and go up like 100 no, C... Uh, yeah. Afari is actually great. Yeah. He is a great sure. player. But this is an example of like stands. how stats can be inflated. And for other yeah. players, you can look, wow, this guy must be so Elohel. Look at his stats. And you don't watch the games. You just see his stats. And then, yeah. yeah. Like, it, it, there's so much context and... Like yeah. I said, it was a joke with Alfari, but there are other players where I'm like, oh, this, that's really good. I watched the games. Like, hmm, very yeah. interesting. And interestingly, <laughs> interesting. I think if very we look back at some of the origin splits, right, in that split where he got to, I don't even remember whose Mordekaiser he played against. It might have been Expect. I cannot remember. He played Vayne and Mordekaiser. Oh, this like was Expect. CS. Oh, yeah, that was this Expect. Was yeah, that yeah, was yeah, Expect like on Mordekaiser. Oh, yeah, <laughs> guys, guys, guys I was can't play. <laughs> I was in the game. Yeah. All I can remember is but, him saying this is absolutely unnameable. Al Alfari is a great player, right? And don't get me wrong, I'm sure that in the context of the lane matchup, Alfari probably got a lot of advantages. Oh, this, this was just a joke. Of course. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. But I think that I also that like as, as much as Alfari is a great player and that, that data probably did help people decide that he's a player worth picking up, that's also... That CSD stat is not what makes Alfari good. You know what I mean? No, like no, that's no. not a full representation yeah. of what makes him good. I mean, even when he plays GP, he's like up to 50 CS. So yeah, he's got the game up. Yeah, he's, he's just a, he really was uh, insane in lane. Klepto Vayne top against Expect 130 CS up. <laughs> Imagine that goal difference as well. It's like nothing. It's like playing Dragon. You can literally run it for the rest of the season. You'll still have positive CSD after a game like that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I think I think the big takeaway here is if if you are someone who likes to use stats, I think using them as supporting evidence or using them to if you like looking at the game in an analytical sense using them to ask questions or support conclusions is fine like wow this guy has really crazy csd what's happening here like that is oh, a good way to start he has a really high kda is he playing like really passive in the games is he actually mm -hmm. playing for the or what, is he playing aggressively enough but then you need to critically think and understand the game well right about threats yeah. and understanding if the guy is actually playing for kda or if he's actually playing to avoid the threats and play well yeah so you can look at stat, but then you need to look at the game. You can't just look at the stats and say, wow, he's really good. Look at stat. Yeah, stat, stats in isolation can look really pretty, but I think ultimately yeah. definitely go wrong if people try to use them as the sole basis of, of any argument. Usually if you have really bad stats, though, probably something is going wrong. For sure. But again, as you mentioned, pretty much every stat in the game is super... Um, connected. Win bias and also connected, yeah, too, yeah. right? So like we've had... When let's say when G two and Fnatic were winning, if one any one member of G two had just been garbage, statistically we probably would have never known. Now I don't think that was the case of G two twenty nineteen. I thought they were all very good, but let's just say like let's say like eighty carry that roll swaps, eighty carry that roll swaps. Suddenly has the best stats out of every AD. Yes. completely wrong <laughs> like, hmm. okay. I guess it's the best. Yeah, just yeah, an yeah. example. Just, just an example. Just not not, not, not salty at all. That's not salty example, at all. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, I mean, just an example. being on a winning team is an easy way to get. <laughs> get good stats right and i think that's kind of the trap um i'm curious if there's anything else in the league of legends scene that uh that interests you deeply as stats any champions that frustrate you what makes you upset upset <laughs> what 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 gets you going sauce nah we're not sauce. gonna go into this he did ask at the start of i i, I gave upset clearance if if he wants to have the sauce discussion i, I just when i listen to this podcast i like to listen you must to have you some talk. questions like why do you not consider ketchup a sauce because it's so like common, isn't it? It's, I don't know. It's just a. 
a subconscious thing where it's just it's so what is ketchup you have you have fries and okay. then you obviously have ketchup with fries right that's that's the okay. way i see it well this is happening it's, yeah. it's happening now i don't know how we, how we got there no no okay let's, no it's let's, happening okay. let's have it let's have okay. it it's the sauce talk. If you want to skip ahead, we'll talk about the games coming up next week after this. But it's time for the sauce talk. Um, yes. Okay, let's get deep into you it. You need to define sauce. what you mean by sauce okay. before we can actually have a discussion here. I okay, think. So, so let's take uh, like restaurants as an example, right? Subway. Sure. Subway sauces, there's loads of them. Yeah. I personally don't like any of them. Like, <laughs> oh, no, no, okay, not that I don't like any. I'd rather not have one. I'd okay, rather not okay, have okay. one. And okay. then let's take another example. No, but can you define sauce? Define sauce. Dude, what sauces what is, are there? Yes, the... but if ketchup is not a sauce or if ketchup is okay, define what okay, is it. Okay, let's say ketchup. Right? Ketchup, let, let, let me try I don't this. Like them. Let me try. <laughs> what? Wait. Ketchup's like ketchup's like a condiment, you know. It's like okay. It's so just... what is the line between condiment and sauce? So ketchup. What else, what are other condiments? What do you count as a condiment okay, versus I think a sauce? Anything that goes on. Okay, so like wrapped things like kebabs, subs, uh, maybe burgers as well. But then the thing is, ketchup. Ketchup. You can't put ketchup on a subway sandwich, can you? I mean, depends on the you, sandwich. I mean, you, you, yeah. you, okay, you can, but you don't really, do you? Like, let's say your your what's your subway order? You probably get like I don't know uh chip what is it called the western sauce or something? i mean i get yeah i get the chipotle sometimes chipotle the bar, barbecue whatever yeah yeah barbecue yeah. can i explain i thought chipotle is like a different restaurant so chipotle is a different restaurant in this case a chipotle is a is a pepper is a specific kind of pepper oh. so the restaurant is named after mm. that specific kind of pepper. I, I never knew mm. that that's interesting oh <laughs> Cool. That's really cool. So I think the two <laughs> no, most... I was actually curious. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, did you just... I just went with that, sorry. I was, like, I was like, do you know? Are you just absolutely griefing me right now? <laughs> yeah, no, I didn't know. No, I didn't I, know. That's why I started. I was like, Chipotle... Western sauce, because I didn't know it was Chipotle restaurant. I didn't know it was called Chipotle sauce. I actually bombed, by the way. Chipotle is in adobo sauce, like these canned things. Super, super good. I never had Chipotle. It's like an American thing, right? Yeah. You, you can you ever go to the States? I was in the States once. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's another for, place... What for? Rich rivals? No. Yeah, it was like. Oh, um, it was just a visit. Yeah, it wasn't anything legal. Yeah. Oh, Chipanga okay. is the place in Berlin that's like Chipotle esque. I don't know. Chipanga. Chipanga is what it's called. I said you cool name. Is that like the Chipotle it's, version? It's the Chipotle thing. It's the mm. make a burrito, mm. vaguely Mexican. Mm. Uh, to be honest, so I, I don't think you know what sauce is. I don't think you have a clear stance here. Okay, give me your definition of sauce then. I think sauce is anything that you like put on top of things condiments included mayonnaise can be a sauce okay let me change okay do you like fish i do like fish do you like all fish uh, i'm not i mean i what kind of question is that so, so like do you like, like salmon fish. do you like cod do you yeah like, i like most fish do you like most, but there's exceptions that you don't like yeah okay the, so that's the same thing for sauce right but you say but you your don't like stance sauce. was I don't like sauce. Yeah, you had sauce because I I dislike more sauces than I like. This sauces. isn't an example so by, where upset by, has to use stats to provide by examples majority. to the uneducated. <laughs> Everyone knows what sauce is. You don't just get to say I don't like sauce and not give context. Okay, so by majority I dislike sauce. There are a few exceptions, but mm. most of the time, yeah, disliked. Why? Wh wh <laughs> when did you realize that you don't like sauce? No, this is getting very like in almost like a therapeutic session now, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. So when great, when was way, the first time? Let me know when you retire. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you're good too. We can just, all three of us. You're included. I'm, I'm not kicking you. No, I'm, you're included. I'm not kicking you out. God, oh, you want you're... three hosts? Yes, Carlos, that's good. Uh, it's three uh, hosts. Good. Dracos, <laughs> let's go to the swimming pool. Do you just want Dracos? Dracos, yeah. Let's go to the swimming pool. Yeah, the, or Disneyland. It's Disneyland really is the other like, classic. I know the yeah, spread yeah, pool, yeah, for like, sure, for sure. Like. But saying that the Euro Cup had four hosts. Whipple's coming too, by the way. Oh, for sure. Great, great, great. Is Whipple going to be a host as well? Oh, no, no. We're just going swimming. We're just going swimming. 
You, but, can sh- you can shave your heads for more streamlined swimming if you want. No, uh, no. We're, we're good. It's just okay. swimming. There will be no So other what happened? Why don't you why, like sauce? Why don't you, yeah, let's get back back on topic, please. Why don't I like... I don't know. I just don't like the, the texture of it in my mouth. What? So, But you like ketchup? Yeah. <laughs> okay, so... Okay, so also, I'll this say this. actually upsets I'll say this. Kendra upsets No, I'll say this. I'll say this. Have you, okay, so a burger, right? Yeah. Burger. Uh, a burger. <laughs> a burger. A burger. Uh, I feel like I feel like if you have a sauce on a burger, for example, it overwhelms you to the point where you eat it, you can only taste the sauce, right? I think that's a fair argument. And okay. I think as an American, Americans are notorious for drowning mediocre foods in sauce to make up for the fact that they're not good. Yeah, so I think it's better with maybe like yeah, not none of it. And then the you know, even though people will say, Oh, it's dry, but I think if you have like melted cheese on it, you know, and there's vegetables, you I, mean, know, I don't think it is dry. Guy. I actually love sauce. I love sauce too. I really love sauce. I'm big sauce fan. Huge sauce fan. Okay. <laughs> Mark, here's my here's my problem, dude. Here's my I'm problem. sure I'm sure a lot of people are sauce fans. And I will say when this episode did come out, there was a lot of people tweeting at me in the DM like, dude, I don't like sauce either. Thanks for thanks for being yeah, a Yeah, okay. obviously I, I they're DMing you because they're practice. ashamed to say it publicly because it's a bad yeah, stand. I didn't think but I would have I'm to... here and I, I'll be the one saying it. Okay. Here it comes. I actually know the origin. Sorry, why Carol doesn't like sauce. Okay, here it comes. Because <laughs> I told him I wouldn't tell anyone, but when we were playing together, he told me he was going to school and he had a burger. And just before he took a bite, he pressed too hard and the sauce went all on his t-shirt. And it was the day he had to ask somebody to go to a prom. And she said no, because there was too much sauce on his shirt, obviously. And ever since that, he really disliked sauce. Wow. wow! I never, I never. What knew. a beautifully true story. I never knew, dude. Are yeah. you, are you okay? Yeah, it was. Rough. If you just said it was white a traumatic shirt, experience, white shirt, yeah, all over. Actually, it goes. But even it was deeper. only ketchup. Oh, it goes even deeper, does it? <laughs> okay. He played the last game. Uh huh. Before in the regular season to qualify for playoffs, Excel or yeah. not? Oh uh, yeah, we yeah. were against. He, wait, let me remember who. Again, we were he ate a burger. Sauce dropped on his keyboard. He couldn't find the smite button. Got out smited. Lost the game. Oh, didn't no. make playoffs. Oh no. It's traumatic Mark, experience. I didn't know. It's a traumatic experience. I've tried Look, many dude, things to get it out of my head. It's, but it wasn't ketchup. So he likes ketchup. So. But it wasn't ketchup. Thanks, yeah. thanks for the beautiful story. Yeah, that was. Honestly, this is the insight that I never. I, I can't believe you never shared this story. It's so me un- neither. It's, it's, me neither. I just, it just must have gone over my head. You know, you upset, forgot. Upset knows me well. I guess this yeah. is. Yeah, I kind of lost we went, it. That was a great. We story. went to the same school together. <laughs> when you guys weren't going to school together. Yes. Yeah. We went when to it the same was school Jenny together. Hastings, you're gonna ask out to the to the prom. Yeah, Jenny. Do you remember, do you remember Jenny? <laughs> Jenny. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. We go way back. That was great. Yeah. yeah. My she, fondest memory of upset, actually. <laughs> but this is actually a true story. What, fondest, what are you talking about? They were all true. <laughs> no, yeah, they're all true. But this is a true. This is even a truer story. Okay, true. Oh, no. sh- I shared a fake story. It's not fair. <laughs> now he's gonna share a real story. Okay. We were in the Schalke house. Well, yeah, the Schalke gaming house and yep. the the uh, the Cogmos game just came out, Pugmore. Oh, uh, yeah. And I was just playing solo queue, and Upset was really excited about getting the skin. And then he <laughs> every time you auto attack on Pugmore, it's like a. Ruff. <laughs> That, that is a true story. So I'm actually playing, and all I can hear is him going every auto attack, every auto space going. Ruff, ruff. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like 20 0 on Cogmore, just one shot, the everyone is going. Ruff, ruff, ruff. <laughs> this was, was the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. It was a great day. Yeah. It's the, that skin is an abomination, <laughs> but uh, good on you. If you're yeah. willing to rough when you play the Pugmore, I can't, I can't say anything about it. I mean, it. it's a programming life. Yeah, you got to commit. It's the little things that make the difference, you yeah. know. The sauce on the keyboard, whether or not you're roughing when you play the the. the you know, did you know game. he almost became a professional skateboarder as well in Schalke? What? 
bought a what? skateboard. I can't skate- keep you up you, anymore. What you, is the, you the truth? A skate- you were skateboarding around the stadium, don't you remember? I don't even know if that's true, but what? probably. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> probably. Was, we, we almost came rock stars, All right. skateboarders. All right. Actually, yeah. Here's, here's this a, is for another podcast. For yeah. another podcast. Another time. People have asked for often. That's... Your sauce stance is stupid. I Dude, think. you guys, what's what was the what was the conclusion of this argument supposed to be? No, the conclusion of this argument is you're wrong. Because here's the thing. Okay. Actually, people that like argue in an irrational way upset me. So there you it's, go. It was kind of on topic. It was an example of Kedril making really bad points. You think my points are irrational? Okay. No. Here's, yeah. Here's the thing. Yeah. You it's just one, an opinion. You have no consistent. <laughs> it's not even. <laughs> but you don't, you don't even know you your ketchup is a sauce, and then the you more, say ketchup is a sauce, and then you say it's like too common. It doesn't make sense. Condiment. The less. What is a condiment? Do you like fish? <laughs> <laughs> On fish? <laughs> when, you, when you go to Subway, what sauce do you get? What sauce do you <laughs> All of them suck. <laughs> okay, this is what I'll say. I would, I would not care about your even poorly formed sauce stance. Okay. Except you're not like, when I go to eat Wagyu beef, I don't want anything touching it. I want the essence of the meat. You're like, when I go to eat Subway, I want to taste the Subway oh. meat. What is wrong? This is just trash. Man, you know when you go to McDonald's and you get a really good burger and yeah. sauce on it. <laughs> this is really this is I don't know quality. where this argument's going this, anymore. This steakhouse burger that you can get at McDonald's for for seven euros. I want to taste the meat. <laughs> I never it goes, said it goes from the freezer too. to the the grill to my mouth. I don't want anything else. No, 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 no. It goes way beyond just meat. You know the freshness of the vegetables. <laughs> the, so the medium rested. <laughs> But you guys are talking about McDonald's or Subway. That's the same thing. No, Subway's pretty fresh. It says it says it's in there. It's from the UK. I'm I'm from I'm from America. It's part of the indoctrination. Maybe it's because okay, okay, okay. okay. I'm not going to use this point to defend myself, but maybe it's because. I grew up in a British culture where, where our in school <laughs> it was Jenny Hastings. Where she said Jenny flavors Hastings, bad. Where our where our food culture spans from sausages to baked beans, and that's, that's about it. Sausages, God's sakes! So you do like sauce? So you do like sauce? <laughs> okay, okay. I like, I'm, the, I'm I like gonna, the I like the sages of the sauce. <laughs> okay, I have to cut it here. That was. Wonderful. If you feel like your questions are unanswered, let us know. We can do a part two at some other point in the future. So basically, that's maybe we should have maybe we should have maybe we should have a segment where we have loads of different sauces and we have sauce tastes. Bro, I did this with spicy sauce. Yeah, we tried to emulate. We did it with spicy sauce. Did you really go spicy? No, it was not um, as spicy as the sauce that you guys died. Yeah, you nearly died. It was very hot, but it was not as bad as the one that you had. The one that you had was like eleven million Scoville or something. Ours was like two million or something. It was like that was like level seven. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I I sign a contract with Fnatic. Pete, we Pete, do content. Pete is a sadist. Pete is a sadist. Yeah, Pete, Pete for sure is trying to kill you slowly but surely. Yeah. Um, How was that day? Yeah. The rest of the day. A lot of I don't want to talk about. Okay. Yeah, it was. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's bad in, bad in, worse out, as they say. Uh, yeah. This week coming up, we have an exciting set of matches. Um, I could talk to you about Rogue Astralis or SKXL. Exciting. But uh, G two Fnatic is what gets me going. Oh. Ooh, talk to me about G two Fnatic. You mentioned it earlier in the thing. You don't. You're not scared of G two anymore. I'm trying to build the narrative. This is my. Is that the quote we're going to have on the lower third? <laughs> I'm, oh, no. not I'm not scared anymore. anymore. <laughs> there it is. That's it. I'm not scared. I'm not scared of the dark. I'm not. I, I'm not that shameless, but that I would totally put that quote on a lower third to run in the end game. No. Um. I like I said. I think G2 actually has been playing well, and uh, how they play early game, even though their laning wasn't that great. I think. 
how they support jungle, have been playing around mid a lot, has been improving week by week, I think you can see that. Uh, I think the their solo lanes are really good on the OP champs as well, like when Vego, of course, they didn't get nerfed. Um, right. That's pretty funny stuff, but that's fine. <laughs> to, to quote Jeevan, by the way, it was my favorite, uh, Jeevan, the new Mark Yetter, um, he said, yeah, guys, uh, we're not nerfing Gwen because while she's really strong in the LEC and the LCS, in the Eastern regions, she's just not that good. Mm -hmm. So he, I think he just called us all bad. I mean, the thing Did is... Did he say that? <laughs> yeah, he's like, she's fine. She's fine in the Eastern regions. So like, we're going to wait to we're gonna Just hold get off as good as bit. them and we'll see how OP our champ is. <laughs> Noobs. <laughs> that's, that's not what he said word for word, but that's what it felt like to me, yeah. Well, that's that's kind of what I'm getting the vibe of. Wow. And what was the excuse for Vega? This okay, that one I didn't look. Yeah. I just got the Gwen one. No, I mean, that's fine. Uh, you guys think play a lot of Viego. You know? Yeah, we like it. Actually, nerfing Viego would hurt you a tiny bit, right? You play it in jungle. Every now and then. Well, you don't even know. You don't even know what's going on. the Atlantic. It's, it's nutty. But Gwen is not so good with Cups because he has no hair now, so it's not so scary. <laughs> but anyway, G2's early game has been better. That's what Karina said. She was like, did Caps pick Gwen and then she accidentally chopped his hair off? No, bro, come on. <laughs> that okay. was her joke. Okay. That was a good one. G2. Podcast. About G2 League of Legends. Analysis, yeah. Okay, analysis. G2 Esports Gaming, yeah. Um, <laughs> no, I think the early game has been pretty good, but I think our landing phase has also been pretty solid. I think we are really good at team fighting. So I think we are favored to win, but it's pretty close. I think the G2 really bounced back last week. Um, will be a lot about the strategy. Like last time we played, it was pretty crazy draft with like a lot of bounds and they had like something very spicy prepared, which didn't work out at all. So it's the best of one. A lot of things can happen, but I'm definitely very excited and I feel pretty confident in my team right now because everyone has been putting in a lot of effort. And I always feel super confident playing laning phase with Hilly versus anyone. So I think it's going to be a great game. The best thing I saw was that three-minute video of Hilly saying not listening to his teammates. Did you <laughs> what? Did you not it's see it on Reddit? This was amazing. I this was an amazing video. It's like, even, even he was in it like, oh, don't go in, don't go in, don't go in. Boom. <laughs> yeah. If he sees it, he sees it. And then there was the famous one, I think it was against Top Esports, where a self-mate's like, let's not contest Drake, guys. Everyone's like, guys, don't fight Drake. And he's walking Drake like, okay, I'm going to contest it. And there's five <laughs> members of Top Esports right in front of him. His whole team's farming. And he's like, guys, I'm going to contest it. It's like, this no, guy no, back off. Yeah, no guys, they're inting. They have no flash. And like it's just like, a brome standing there, like looking at five people while they're doing Drake. Yeah. Everyone is farming. And, and he's, he's like, is like, please, man. We, it's not even soul point. We are scale. They're really strong right now. Look at all the items. Like a one minute conversation. And he's like, yeah, but this guy has no flash, man. <laughs> <laughs> Can we contest it? And then, and then eventually he's like, "Fine, let's scale." And he walked off. Yeah. <laughs> and that went on for three minutes. I'll send it to you. It's a beautiful video. All it's right. a beautiful montage. Yeah. I'm looking forward to watching it. Thank you, Upset, for joining us. You Thank were you a one, me. you're a wonderful guest. Thank you for the stats and sauce insight, Cadrel. Your stance sucks, but you are entitled to your own opinion. Yep. That's even that's, if it lacks consistency. Yeah. So does the sauce. Not enough. No, that was your complaint is that it had a specific. Whatever. We're done. All right. This has been Euphoria, season eight, episode six. Uh, thank you so much for watching. Good luck to you in your match versus G2 this weekend. I assume it's our match of the week. Yeah, it is. Um, yeah. What I mean, was this? That was. <clears throat> if someone wants to edit a rainbow between my two hands that says match of the week, um, you could do that, but no pressure. Uh, and a sound effect would be cool. Um, match of the week. Look forward to it. That's on Saturday. It's the You've final game of the day. Four times now. I think they've got enough editing time. <laughs> Goodbye. Oh, <five. laughs> this has been season eight, episode six. We'll see you guys next week.